Hello everyone and welcome into Yelling from the Couch. I'm Bryn Humphreys and on this episode of Yelling from the Couch, it is a week 12 preview pick em. Myself and Gage makes our picks for this week coming up. Uh, we got three Thanksgiving Day games, got a Black Friday game and a good slate on Sunday coming up. Well, decent slate on Sunday, I guess. Last week with the picks, myself, I went 9-4 and four. On week 11, Gage went 8-5, and five, bringing our totals for the year 93-60 and 84-69. and, 84 and 69. Both of us staying well above 500, and that's what you want to do in these pick'ems. At least stay above 500. You don't want to have a losing record. You'll lose money if you bet with these picks. Stick around on the other side of the break here. Myself and Gage with the pick'ems. Hello, everyone, and welcome into Yelling from the Couch. I'm Brent Humphreys. Joined by my co-host, Gage Bertovich. This week is the NFL Week 12 Pick'em. Got some Thanksgiving games, got some black, got a Black Friday game, and then got a Sunday slate. Gage, how you doing, man? Doing good. You know, looking forward to Thanksgiving and all the football games to come with it. Um, you know, didn't really have a good outcome for my team, the Steelers, this past week. And you know, we were talking a little bit beforehand. I think we already know that our game this week is just going to be so bad because both of these offenses now with, you know, Kenny Pickett in his second year not knowing how to play, apparently, and then Jake Browning coming from I don't even know where. This is going to be horrible. Yeah. Unfortunately, you know, like we, we were talking, uh, we had recorded the podcast last week, and right after we got done, like literally right after we got done, the news came out that uh, Joe Burrow is out for the season with the wrist torn uh, ligament in his wrist. Disappointing uh, for me, certainly. And uh, like you said, disappointing for this Sunday's game coming up with these two offenses. It's going to be hard to find points. Yeah. And it was like, you know, after we got done recording, it was like 10 minutes. And then I messaged you and was like, you got to be kidding me. There's no way that you just broke. Like, I mean, I wasn't even done completely, like, tearing down from recording the episode. Just look at my phone and see the Bleacher Report alert, and it's like, wow. Okay, well, we were all you know, optimistic about Burrow returning. I know I said, like, oh, you know, he could be out a couple weeks. I didn't mean the entire year, but, <laughs> I mean, I guess that stuff happens, unfortunately. Yeah, I was just – I was hoping for a sprained wrist, like you said. If anything, just, you know, take an extra week off or so. But I, I was I was not expecting out for the remainder of the season. When I saw that, I was kind of in shock for a little bit yeah. and uh, kind of damp about it too, you know. But eh, yeah, it's I mean, that Surprised my fantasy team at the same time. But also, I mean, kind of makes me happy for playing the Bengals too. Yeah, things got a little bit easier there for Pittsburgh this Sunday, and we'll get into that one here in a minute. Uh, the first game on the slate this week, we got Thanksgiving football. The Green Bay Packers will travel to Detroit to face the Detroit Lions. Detroit is a seven-and-a-half-point favorite. Gage, what do you think about this one? So the Lions are coming off a game where they were so close to losing. Jared Goff threw three picks against the Bears, and this offense, I, I mean, yeah, you know, both running backs, Gibbs and Montgomery scoring a touchdown. Jamison Williams, once again, finally getting involved on this offense. 
But for whatever reason, the defense, and I know we mentioned it last week, but the defense had their troubles. Don't really know why, but they did. And on the other side of the ball, you know, Jordan Love, second game in a row. I mean, one and one in the past two games, but the second game in a row where he's really, you know, shown improvement, especially from the beginning of the year till now. Uh, seven and a half points. I'm surprised it's that big. I would have expected like three or four, especially with this being a divisional matchup. I am going to take who I think is a better team. I'm going to take Detroit, but I'm not going to take the spread. I think it will probably be like a four or five point game. Yeah, I'm going to agree with you on this. Uh, Detroit last week, like you said, took them the whole game to get ahead and struggled against a Chicago Bears team. And, you know, they got that safety at the end there and Aiden Hutchinson putting the ball into the, the stands and, uh, you know, giving them a, an extra couple of points at the end. But, they you know, the defense has not been good the last couple of weeks. Uh, I don't know what's going on there with Detroit, but they've got to get that. You know, if, they're, if they want to, you know, people are picking them for the Super Bowl. If they're wanting any chance of getting to the Super Bowl, that defense has got to play a little bit. And on the other side of the ball, the Green Bay Packers looked pretty good the other day. Uh, beating the Chargers, like you said, Jordan Love is starting to get things going a little bit. He's, I think, he's found him another receiver there that he likes in Wicks. Uh, he had almost 100 yards the other day, and and Love threw for 322, two touchdowns, getting better week by week. But I'm going to go with the Lions in this one too. I just think that they're at home. It's Thanksgiving. Uh, I think that they'll come out and they'll beat the Packers, but I also don't have them covering the spread as well. The second matchup for the Thanksgiving slate, the Washington Commanders coming off a very impressive performance. <laughs> Not Traveling to Dallas to face the Dallas Cowboys. Dallas is a 10.5-point favorite. Gage, what do you think about this matchup? I think the entire NFL world was surprised last week when the Giants looked like a football team and was able to come out and squash the Commanders. I don't know where that came from. I don't know why the Commanders couldn't win. I mean, I think the spread last week was like 10.5 or 11 points, and we were like, oh, wow, that seems too low. It should be a lot higher. And wow, mm -hmm. did the Giants come out and prove us wrong. And for that point, so did the Commanders. Um, C.D. Lamb for the Cowboys, still on fire. Dak Prescott still slinging the rock like he can. I, I mean, just like, you know, the Packers and the Lions. It's a divisional matchup, but I, I don't see this one really being close. Maybe. Ah, oh, man. Uh, I'm going to take the Cowboys. And for spread-wise, huh, I'll take the points. I think they do cover the 10.5. Give me the Cowboys. Give me the points. The Cowboys either come out on fire and just beat teams down or they lose to teams that they shouldn't. The They looked pretty good last week against the Panthers. That's a team they should beat, and they beat them down. Uh, the Commanders last week, just like nobody saw that coming. Nobody saw them losing to Tommy DeVito. And, you know, Sam Howell, you know, having a, you know, not-so-good game, three picks uh, is not good. The Commanders, you know, the, how does a team like that play that well against the Eagles but can't beat the Giants at home who look horrible against everybody else? 
that case, give me the Cowboys in this one, and I think that the Cowboys also will cover the spread. I think that they will probably beat down the Commanders uh, this Thursday in what I think is the weakest of the three Thanksgiving games. The next matchup, the nightcap on Thursday night, Thanksgiving, the San Francisco 49ers travel to Seattle to face the Seattle Seahawks. San Francisco is a six-and-a-half-point favorite. Gage, what do you think about this one? So one of the key pieces for the Seahawks, Kenneth Walker the third, running back, he got hurt last week, and now they're saying that he could be out for an extended amount of time but may not require a trip to the IR. Who knows what that means? He could be out for just this week. He could be out for the rest of the season, for all we know. And I think that's one of their key uh, players on that team because between him and Charbonnet, they would establish a great run game and you know be used out of the passing game a little bit. Now it's down to Zach Charbonnet, and I don't even know who his backup would be. Uh, the name that's come to mind is DJ Dallas, but he may not even be with the team anymore. I have no idea. 49ers, on the other hand, did exactly what I thought they would last week. Uh, got a win, got Christian McCaffrey um, a touchdown to start a streak again, and I think that continues this week. I'm going to go with the San Francisco 49ers. I'm going to take Christian McCaffrey on the anytime touchdown bet, and I'm also going to take the points in what I think is the weakest game of the Thursday night games. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, DJ Dallas is the backup for uh, Zach Charbonnet now that uh, Kenneth Walker is out. He uh, had a uh, rush last week for four yards. Uh, Seattle just looked absolutely horrible last week against the Rams in what was a boring game with the Rams beating them 17-16. to 16. The 49ers, on the other hand, of course, they took business against the Buccaneers. I mean, because, duh. Uh, <laughs> Christian McCaffrey, like you said, he got his streak going again uh, after a big, long hiatus of not scoring for one week get back on the board this past week. I think he'll do it again. I think the Niners win. I think the Niners will roll. I think that they'll win this game. They'll cover the spread here. But, uh, yeah, that's interesting that the, you've got that as the weakest Thanksgiving game. Yeah, the Seahawks, they just seem like they've been very wishy-washy on offense and even had some troubles on defense, not nearly as much as on offense. But, I mean, I could see this being a very lopsided game, maybe like 30-6, to six, how the 49ers and Jaguars were a couple weeks ago. But we're in agreement that the best game is probably the Packers-Lions at the beginning of the oh, yeah. slate. Absolutely. The next matchup, we go to Black Friday, the first Black Friday game. Is it the first Black Friday game? I believe it is. I think so, because I don't remember one in the past. Yeah, I don't think there was. I think there was talk of one, but... This will be the first one. Three o'clock, the Miami Dolphins travel to East Rutherford, New Jersey to face the New York Jets. Miami's a nine-and-a-half-point favorite. News just came out that Tim Boyle is replacing Zach Wilson and Trevor Simeon is backing him up. Gage, what do you think about this matchup? I think Zach Wilson's career may just be done, and he lasted a lot longer than I thought he would. Um, I mean... You know, I, I said last week that the Jets would beat the Bills. I kind of have some um, sour sourness left over from that game because the Jets just, did they didn't do it. They proved me wrong, definitely. And I was so high on the Jets last week, and they brought me back down to earth. Not making that mistake again. Going to go Miami on this one. Going to take the points. 
think Tim Boyle and Trevor Simeon, um, they might, you know, Boyle might get benched in that game. Trevor might come in and they might have some packages for both quarterbacks. I don't think it's going to matter. Like I said, Miami and the points. I'm with you here. I, I, the Jets are just a, a dumpster fire right now on offense. Ever since Rodgers went out, it's been a, it's been a battle for them. Uh, you know, they, they weren't prepared for that, of course, and they just haven't been able to get anything going. Tim Boyle, uh, it's not going to make any difference if he's quarterback or Simeon comes in and quarterbacks. On the other side, Miami did not look their best this past week against the Raiders. Uh, if, you know, the great value version of Derek Carr, Aiden O'Connell, did not throw three picks, who knows what would have happened in that game. But Miami is – you know, got all that firepower on offense. They're going to come out ready to play. And their defense played pretty good the other day, too. Jalen Ramsey back there with a pick to seal the game for them there. I'm going to take Miami, and I'm going to take the points in this one. They're covering. Uh, the Jets are just the season's loss for the Jets, as it is for another certain team that, you know, I may have an interest in. So we'll get to the Sunday matchups now. The first one o'clock game, the New Orleans Saints travel to Atlanta to face the Atlanta Falcons. The Falcons are a one-point favorite in this one. Gage, what do you think about this one? This one I'm not looking forward to at all. Maybe one of the more boring games on the Sunday slate. Uh, man, Atlanta being the favorite here actually surprises me. Um, I wouldn't be surprised to see the Saints offense kind of come alive again just because Atlanta is that bad. Um, but also there's one specific person for this game that I think could actually be the difference maker for the Saints, and that is um, returner slash wide receiver Rashid Shahid. I know I've talked about him in previous weeks, but that kid just has the speed to burn anybody. I mean, he's not as fast as Tyreek Hill, but he's pretty up there, pretty dangerous in the return game, pretty dangerous on the go balls. I think they looked uh, look for him to get involved a lot. Score a lot of points this week. I'm going to go with the Saints on this one. I'll take the underdogs. Why not? I'm going to go with you, man. Uh, the Falcons, they tried to go to Heineke the week before last or for a couple weeks ago. He started for a couple of weeks. Then they had their bye week, and they announced that they're going back to Desmond Ritter for the rest of the season. Uh, Ritter's just, you know, he is what he is. Not great. Uh, B. John Robinson, you know, he's still not getting the ball as much as what you would like to see, especially if you're a Falcons fan. That Saints offense, they can get things going. They can score a lot of points. I like them in this matchup. I think that they'll win. And, uh, yeah, of course they cover because they're going to win. I got the Saints. The next matchup, the one we've been waiting for all season long, the Pittsburgh Steelers travel to Cincinnati to face the Cincinnati Bengals. Pittsburgh is a one-point favorite in this one. The over-under is 34 and a half. It's higher than what I would think. Yeah. Gage, what do you think about this matchup? You know, just got done talking about B. John Robinson and how he doesn't get the ball much. You want to talk about people who don't get the ball much? You look at the Steelers' running back room, and you have two people. You have the first-round pick in Najee Harris. Then you have an undrafted free agent from this past draft class in Jalen Warren. Jalen Warren 
last week had nine touches. Only nine touches, but he managed 119 yards from those nine touches. Granted, one of them was a 63-yard touchdown run. I believe that was like the longest uh, for the Steelers since like 2005-2006 Super Bowl with Willie Parker. But that kid, he's like 5'9", but he doesn't go down. It takes like two or three people to tackle him, yet they don't want to give him the ball. And I, I was talking about this with someone earlier. You go back to preseason, and the Steelers looked like a, a Super Bowl caliber team. You had Kenny Pickett, you know, perfect accuracy on the throws, making the correct reads. Even if it was against, you know, second and third string defenses, it doesn't matter when the throw was right on the money. And even, you know, against the Buffalo Bills in preseason, the first, I believe, two drives was against the Bills starters, and the Steelers' offense went down and just chopped them up. I don't know what's going on. I don't know if Kenny Pickett has made the offensive line bad, or mad, I should say, that they haven't won a block for him. Because if you watch the very first play last week against the Browns, Miles Garrett basically went untouched and speared Kenny Pickett for what should have been a safety. Somehow it wasn't. Um, that's my rants about the Steelers this week. You look at the Bengals' side of the ball. Like we said, Joe Burrow is gone. Jake Browning is in. Part of me wants to keep the superstition going this week and go against the Steelers. Part of me just doesn't want to pick Jake Browning and the Bengals. Uh, Steelers a one-point favorite. Uh, I'm surprised this isn't just a deadlock. Uh, I'm going to do it. I'm going to go with Pittsburgh, and obviously I'll take the points. So you mentioned Jalen Warren there, uh, explosive running back for Pittsburgh. He's got to be running back one now, you would think. You know, nine touches, you know, 129 yards or whatever and a touchdown last week. You know, like you said, tough to bring down, short little guy, but, you know, explosive. So I, I would, like, try to get him the ball more if I was Matt Canada. But, you know, it's fire Canada, right? All the time. Or blame Canada, you know. <laughs> Anything uh, you negative know, towards Canada. <laughs> last week. Uh, the you know this the game that Pittsburgh played against Cleveland it was not if you're an offensive fan you knew going in that there was not going to be a lot of that <laughs> you know and there wasn't uh, DTR you know 165 yards he threw the ball 43 times but not a lot going on and on the other side what what can I say about my Bengals you know with Joe Burrow going out. We seen what the offense was like when he was in playing hurt, wasn't very good. And then we seen what the offense was when Jake Browning got a little taste of it. He'll have a little bit more time to prepare, but this pains me to say it. I'm taking Pittsburgh to win the game and of course to cover. Woo! This was not this was not gonna be my pick at the beginning of the season this whole time, even up to last week. But, ah, oh, it pains me to do it, but I've got to go with Pittsburgh. I think the main factor in this game is just going to be defense. I don't know exactly how good the Bengals' defense is, but, you know, with the pass rush that the Steelers have, they may be getting Minka back this week. I don't know. I think the Steelers' defense is just a little bit better than Cincinnati's. I agree. Uh, the Bengals' defense can show up to play when they want to. Uh, they kind of got deflated last week when Burrow went down. And then after that, just everybody just, you know, 
pretty much gave up. I mean, I don't want to say they gave up, but, you know, it sucked the air out of the whole team. But, uh, you know, Pittsburgh's defense is a little bit better than the Bengals, and that's why I'm going to have to go with them. Man, that is something I did not think you would do. (sighs) The (laughs) – let's just move on. The less we talk about it, the better. The next 1 o'clock matchup could be potential for game of the week right here. And there's several of them on this slate. The Carolina Panthers travel to Nashville, <laughs> Tennessee to face the Tennessee Titans with the Titans a three-and-a-half-point favorite. Gage, what do you think about this matchup? I would love to say that a game would end in a tie because that's exactly what I imagine happening in this game. I, I don't think it's going to happen, but it's something that would not surprise me. Um, earlier today, a report came out that Panthers aren't exactly happy with their first overall, or not first overall, but first round quarterback, Bryce Young, despite a one and nine start. Gee, why wouldn't you be happy with that? Um, on the <laughs> other hand, you know, the Titans, Will Levis, still trying to find his stride a little bit. Had a touchdown last week to his favorite target. I think the only guy he's thrown touchdowns to this year, uh, DeAndre Hopkins. I think Derrick Henry, you know, in that run game, they lean on him a little bit more, maybe open up the screen game a little bit more with Tajay Spears like they did in the beginning of the season. Ah, man. I'm going to go with the Titans on this one, but I don't think they cover. I think it's going to be that bad and that close of a game that it's probably going to be like one or two point difference. Give me the Titans, but not the spread. Don't forget Will Levis' other touchdown he threw to defensive tackle Jeffrey Simmons last week. That is right. I forgot about that. I, You know what? I didn't even watch that play, and I saw it on ESPN, and it said, like, uh, Jeffrey Simmons passed for however many yards. And I was like, that has to be a typo. That has to be a typo. Yeah. <laughs> it's real. It happened. <laughs> but – his other one was the D hop, and I don't think he's thrown anybody else. So I mean, that's a good, you know, kind of distinction that Jeffrey Simmons he's one of two people to catch a touchdown pass from Will Levis. <laughs> oh man, like you said, uh, Panthers—they're not too happy with Bryce Young. Well, who picked Bryce Young? I mean, C.J. Stroud was out there, you know, and he's looked pretty decent in his rookie year. So I mean, who do you have to blame there? But themselves, yeah. Panthers. Horrible. Titans, not much better, but the Titans have Derrick Henry. They got D-Hop. They just got better playmakers. I'm going to go with the Titans on this one, but I'm like you. I don't think they're going to cover either. I think that it's going to be like a three-point game, and it's not even going to be, you know, not a lot of scoring going on here. It's But I've got the Titans to uh, to win. You know, it's crazy with how bad the Panthers are this year. Yet their number one receiver, Adam Thielen, it, he's having one of his best years ever. Uh, he might very well end up over a thousand yards. He's already at 726. He's averaging 9.6 a catch. He has four touchdowns. If he goes over a thousand, this will only be his third year going over a thousand yards. And yet this team is absolutely horrible. It just goes to show that uh, Bryce Young is like, that's his safety valve. That's all he's throwing to is Adam Thielen. He's like, he's out there somewhere. I'm throwing to it. <laughs> so the next one o'clock matchup, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers travel to Indianapolis to face the Indianapolis Colts. Indy's a two and a half point favorite. 
Gage, who you like in this matchup? Uh, we got Gardner Minshew going against your second favorite team in Tampa Bay Buccaneers. <laughs> oh, man. What a matchup. That, I mean, wow. This one's hard to pick. You got Jonathan Taylor for the Colts. Then you also have, you know, Michael Pittman, Josh Downs, Minshew Mania thrown in the ball. Not much going on on the defensive side, though. And then you look at the Bucks, and it's like, okay, Baker Mayfield, he can throw the ball pretty decent most times. Yeah, Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, and then Rashad White, who they have been using in the passing game so much this year. It is actually surprising me that he's probably going to have a career year and probably a you know running back career year that most running backs never see in the receiving game. I think here he has like four or five receiving touchdowns. Ah. Uh, just, you know what, I'm going to stick with the trend of hating the Buccaneers. Give me the Colts. Give me the points. Why not? Yeah, when you started out and you said this was going to be a tough one to pick, I disagree. This is easy to pick. Colts coming off of a bye week. Minshew Mania is going wild. Tampa Bay sucks. Give me the Colts in this one. They're covering. Let's move on to the next potential game of the week. The New England Patriots travel to East Rutherford, New Jersey to face the streaking New York Giants who have won one in a row. New England's a three-point favorite. Gage, who you like in this matchup? So, for the Patriots, do we, like, has there been a decision? Is it going to be Mac Jones or Bailey Zappi this week? Are they going back to Mac? Are they making a change? Like, has anything been said? Do you know? I have not heard anything yet, but uh, I mean, they're the same quarterback pretty much. <laughs> they basically are, and they both suck. This game is going to yeah. be awful. Like, mm-hmm. I, I'm going to, oh man, Giants, like we talked about earlier, they came out and surprised everyone last week with their win over the Commanders. The Patriots have just been awful this year. I, I, I know we joked about the Raiders earlier this season with their, you know, their one and two game win streaks. I think the Giants get a, a two game win streak going on. I'm going to take the Giants in this one. I think they get Barkley involved a lot like they did last week. That's their key to winning. Give me the Giants and definitely the underdogs on this one. Tommy DeVito did not look so, that bad last week. Three touchdown passes for him, you know, and he's going to have another extra week to go. The Patriots are going to are coming off of a bye week. Bill Belichick, you know, no, it's not happening. I'm going to take the Giants in this one. It's going to be ugly. The Patriots are a three point favorite, and it's the over under is 33 and a half. The Giants are capable of scoring a little bit, like they did last week. Uh, give me the Giants in this one, but it's it's not going to be good. It's not going to be good at all. I'm surprised our game doesn't have the lowest over-under. Yeah, uh, no kidding. But that, that one right there, I believe, is the lowest over-under for the week right there. I mean, <laughs> I mean 33 and a half, that's, that's not a lot of points at all. But no, uh, Probably like 10-7 will be the final or something. <laughs> yeah, it probably will. Oh, man. The uh, last 1 o'clock game for Sunday, the Jacksonville Jaguars. Travel to Houston to face the Houston Texans. Jacksonville is a one-point favorite. Gage, what do you think about this one? 
if you would have told me a couple weeks ago that this game, Jacksonville, would have been the favorite, I would have said you're crazy. The way C.J. Stroud had been balling and the way that the Jaguars had kind of you know, slowed down a, quite a bit on offense. Although you go back to this past Sunday's game, Calvin Ridley, for whatever reason, decides to have a good day when he's sitting on my fantasy football bench. And go for two touchdowns. I think he had over 100 yards. Even had a rushing attempt for like 18 yards. And on the other side of the ball, CJ Stroud. I mean, I know, pretty sure Texans did get the win last week. But Stroud, uh, three interceptions after only having, what, one the rest of the season. I don't think that's going to matter, though. Jaguars are going back to their normal average offense. Trevor Lawrence, maybe one touchdown. Don't see him throwing any more than that. I'm going to take the Texans on this one. I, I, like I said, I'm surprised Jacksonville's the uh, favorite. I thought this one would be one that we would disagree on, but I'm in agreement with you here. I'm going to go with the Texans as well. Uh, C.J. Stroud, like you said, had three picks last week. Had only you know, one or two before that. I think he'll get it back going again. Uh, Jacksonville had a pretty good week offensively last week. Like you said, Calvin Ridley, two touchdowns, 103 yards receiving. But it was against the Titans. But then again, the Texans, they played the Cardinals, but the Cardinals do have Murray and Connor back and, you know, all you know, just about everybody that they need back there. Texans pulled out the win at home. I'm going with the Texans on this one, too, in the what is considered an upset since Jacksonville's a one-point favorite. Give me the Texans in that one. The next matchup, 405, the Cleveland Browns travel to Denver to face the Denver Broncos. Denver's a two-and-a-half-point favorite. Gage, what do you think about this one? So, Cleveland, I mean, we just got done talking about them quite a bit ago with the Steelers. Only scoring 13 last week and still pulling out the win. They have a very good defense, but Dorian Thompson-Robinson proved that you could throw the ball 40-plus times, have less than 200 passing yards, and not look that good. And their saving grace was, I believe, their run game with Jerome Ford. Uh, he picked up a touchdown, and then the rest was just field goals. Um I don't, oh, wow. Denver, you know, picking up a surprise win. I think it was a surprise win at least uh, last night against the Vikings. Uh, their defense has come alive, but just a little bit goes announced that their safety. Um, I believe Simmons, I think is his name. Um, mm-hmm. You know, getting suspended again four games this time for a safety high hit violation. That wasn't called a flag. That should have been during the game, but wasn't. I don't think he's going to make or break this team, though. I'm going to take Denver. And what I hope is a Cleveland Browns loss. I'm going to take Denver, and I'm going to take the points. I don't know if this is our Browns hatred coming out here or not on this, but I'm also going to go with Denver as well. (laughs) Cleveland looked horrible on offense last week. The defense is really good. Cleveland's got a really good defense. Ford's a pretty good running back. Last night, Denver, like you said, Simmons, the like second or third play of the game, did exactly what he did <laughs> earlier in the year. And helmet to helmet, no call on this one. It was clear that he, he did it. You know, Dobbs, you could tell he just took a shot there. And they didn't call it. But they made up for it today when they suspended him for four games. But like you said, that really doesn't matter. Denver's riding like a – is it a four-game winning streak, I believe, now? I think it's a five-game winning streak. 
five-game winning streak. They're pretty hot, but uh, I, I don't think they're very good offensively. Cleveland's also is not very good offensively. But I think Denver's defense has stepped up a lot since giving up 70 points, which how could you not get better after that? Uh, give me Denver in this one as well. Like I said, it may be our Cleveland hate that we have going here, and I think that Denver will cover the two-and-a-half-point spread and win by field goal. This one here could be a, just a boring game here. The Rams travel to Arizona to face the Arizona Cardinals. This is – the line is even. Who you got, Gage? An even line actually doesn't surprise me this week, although a little bit ago it was said that the Rams will probably be getting back their running back one, Kyron Williams, this week. And I think that's going to make a world of difference in this team that hasn't been able to run the ball since he's been hurt. So, you know, they've got him back. The Cardinals, I mean, they've been getting James Conner involved in the running game. But, I I think this defense is going to give them some problems, going to give Kyler some problems. I'm going to take the Rams on this one. Uh, I think they're able to, you know, Battle the Cardinals and take them down. Give me or, or sorry, give me the Rams on this one. And obviously, even spread, don't have to take the points. Like you said, Williams is coming back for the Rams. The Rams have looked just not very good on offense lately. Defenses look decent. The Cardinals, on the other hand, they played the Texans pretty good last week, coming up with the three picks. They couldn't come up with the win. I think this week that. The Cardinals will get back on track, get their third win of the season. Kyler Murray will have a little bit of Murray magic back there. They'll get James Conner going, and the Cardinals will defeat the Rams this week. Wow. The next 425 matchup, the Kansas City Chiefs travel to Vegas to face the Las Vegas Raiders. The Chiefs are a nine-point favorite in this one. Gage, what do you think about this matchup? Doesn't it always seem like the Raiders give the Chiefs a problem for whatever reason? Because it always just feels like that, at least. I mean, I think tonight's game, after the Monday night game between Kansas City and Philly, is really going to determine how this game shapes up, you know, because of injuries or just how players look and different stuff. Um, Aiden O'Connell's been throwing the ball pretty well, uh, like we mentioned earlier against Miami last week. Basically the great value uh, version of Derek Carr, like you called him, which I think is actually perfect for that. Um, But I still think, you know, that Mahomes-Kelsey connection is going to be on point. I think Taylor Swift might show up to this game and help the Chiefs out quite a bit. Uh, I'm going to take the Chiefs here, but I'm not going to take the points. So give me Kansas City, but not the spread. That's exactly the way I was going to go, man. I think Kansas City's going to win it. I don't think they're covering the spread. The Vegas Raiders, ever since Antonio Pierce was named interim head coach, have played a lot harder than they have in previous weeks. They had two wins in a row. Like I said, they they played the Dolphins pretty close last week. If O'Connell didn't have his three picks, who knows? But it's still the Chiefs, and they're still really good. I'm going to take the Chiefs in this one. But it's going to be closer than the spread. The last 425 matchup of the week, the Buffalo Bills travel to Philadelphia to face the Philadelphia Eagles. 
Philly's a three and a half point favorite. Gage, what do you think about this one? I know that the Bills fans are just going crazy after their win last week. But once again, it was against Zach Wilson. It was against the Jets. They hurt my feelings when they uh, actually came out and beat the Jets. They broke my pickums last week. So, I will be going against the Bills this week. I think the Eagles are just a better team overall. I think they're better on offense, better on defense, better on, better on special teams, and have a better coaching staff. Uh, Bills Mafia, I mean, you have no reason to be upset if you lose this week. Give me Philadelphia on this one, and give me the points. The Bills come out, like you said, they, they must be really happy that they, they beat down a team, you know, in the Jets, but it was the Jets. Philly's on a different level. I think Philly will come out and they'll win. This game's at home. I think Philly will, will cover the spread. The Bills still are not the same team that they were last year. This is a totally different, you know, matchup coming up against the Eagles than it is the Jets. So I will take the Eagles in this one, and I'll take the Eagles to cover. And the over-under is 48-and-a-half. I like the the over in that one. I agree. I like the over on that one as well. The Sunday night matchup, the Baltimore Ravens travel to – here's one of the teams that I think are always playing a primetime game just about or every (laughs) other week. The L.A. Chargers. Baltimore is a four-point favorite. Gage, what do you think about this one? This pick is just going to pain me this week, but the Chargers have been hit with so many injuries, and just today it was announced that uh, pass rusher Joey Bosa going potentially on the IR. Actually, I think they did say he is going on the IR. So that's another key piece to that pass rushing defense to help keep Lamar in the pocket. I know they're without Mark Andrews, but I don't think that's going to matter. Isaiah likely showed last year how good of a tight end he can be, whether it be in blocking or in the receiving game. And Baltimore defense is just incredible. I don't know what the AFC North does to their defensive coaching, but it seems like all defenses in the AFC North are very, very good this year. Give me Baltimore, unfortunately. That hurts to say. But give me Baltimore and give me the points. Man, uh, uh, I'm going to have to agree with you here. Uh, you know, our hatred for Baltimore here, we can't pick against them because they're just the better team than the Chargers. Uh, you said Bose is out for the year. Uh, last week, Justin Herbert was the leading rusher for the Chargers. Uh, I think he's a good quarterback, but anytime he's going to be your leading rusher, there's probably going to be an issue. Uh, Keenan Allen, you know, he still had 116 yards, but they only scored 20 points. Baltimore, you know, it's Baltimore. They're looking like a, you know, team that could potentially make it to the Super Bowl right now. Uh, Give me Baltimore in this one, and Baltimore will cover. The last matchup of the week, the Monday night matchup, the Chicago Bears travel to Minneapolis to face the Minnesota Vikings. Minnesota is a a three-and-a-half-point favorite. Coming off of their loss last night in Denver, Gage, do you think Minnesota can bounce back? This is going to depend on which Chicago team shows up. If the Chicago that showed up this past week offensively comes out and plays, I don't think they'll have a problem taking down the Vikings. If Chicago teams of other weeks shows up, then they will have a problem. 
a problem. This one, I could see being candidate for game of the week. It would not surprise me if this was a super good game. You got, you know, first round pick, Justin Fields going against a guy who you could call him a journeyman in Josh Dobbs. The Pastronaut, as he's been being called. Dobbs has looked very good this season so far for his games uh, for Minnesota. Justin Fields, though, I mean, he's shown signs of life. He's shown signs of being able to do it. And no, I, I can't pick the Bears. Give me Minnesota on this one. Uh, and give me the points, definitely. Man, I thought she was going to go with the Bears there. Which brings me to my pick. I'm going to roll with the Bears in this one, man. I think that the Bears are going to... Uh, I think that, you know, he'll run the ball, you know, scramble around. Josh Dobbs has had little issues, you know, with turning the ball over in his time at Minnesota. Last night, you know, a couple fumbled snaps there. Uh, well, that one time where, you know, he got hit in the head. Hey, I was just saying, what game were you looking forward to this week? Okay. Um, there, You know, there's a couple good games this week. You got, you know, the – Packers Lions on Thanksgiving. You have a really good game with the Steelers and Bengals this week. But I'm actually looking forward to the Monday night game. Chicago and Minnesota. Like I said, I think it has potential to be, you know, game of the week. And that's the game that I'm looking most forward to. I'm gonna go with the Packers and the Lions just because it's the Thanksgiving game and it's you know it's the best Thanksgiving game and you know it's you know I'll just go with that one yeah because the other ones on Sunday there's not a whole lot of real good games up there coming up this week maybe the Jaguars Texans maybe but uh, I will take the I'll take the Packers and the Lions. So we're just going NFC North for our matchups we're looking forward to this week, it looks like. You can't go wrong with that. <laughs> All right, man. Well, uh, you have a good Thanksgiving, and we'll see you next week, man. You do the same, and I'll talk to you later. All right. Later, man. Later.